Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to The Joe O Show on 670 The Score. You ready for spring training 2.0? Maybe July 1. I don't know. 60-game season? Maybe. I don't know. Start off July 24th? Possibly. I guess there will be a universal DH. Get excited. Get excited. Joe Ostrowski with you. Sports Radio 670. The score. I am excited because I won't have to talk about this crap anymore. What's going on between the players and the owners? Uh, at least as far as 2020 goes. Once all this is implemented. And then they're not even going to finish the season probably. Or maybe even start the season on time, and none of it will matter. So let's talk about what happened at Arlington Park today. Not Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, but it finally happened today. Now joining me on 670 The Score, Chris Altruda. Find his article today on it, uh, sportshandle.com. He joins me on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Shop over 500 new and used vehicles at Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good, Joe. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate you taking the time once again to update us. Um, so we thought we had good news last Wednesday. Yeah, uh, last Wednesday. Uh, recap for us. What happened on Thursday or didn't happen? Uh, Friday and then today. Okay, so Wednesday was the tweet where there was an agreement in place between the two, between Arlington Park and the ITHA, which, you know, the, it was a two-year agreement. That was something they were working on. And on Thursday, there was a breakdown in the contract talks because of the purse projections that could have changed had Arlington not received the same amount of race days in 2021 that it had in previous years, which is fair. I mean, it's it's something to think about because the hearing for the dates for 2021 is going to be a point of contention when that takes place a few months down the road. On Friday, they so they recessed that meeting Thursday, trying to give them time to come to an agreement Friday. They reconvene Friday, and it happens at 1 p.m., and Arlington says there is an agreement in place, and ITHA Executive Director David McCaffrey seemed completely blindsided by the statement by Tony Petrillo saying there was an agreement in place, saying he got the email of the newest offer eight minutes after the meeting started. And he's discussing this eight minutes after the email arrived in his inbox. So the talks there broke down between the force majeure provision, which is the act of God, which could or could not be COVID based on how you view it. And also the agreement regarding arbitration, which 
appeared to have been solved the way Commissioner McCauley described it at the time, because the two sides, if they had an arbitration and the figures for the purse projection were close, they were just going to split it down the middle. Or if one, if the two numbers were far apart, Mike Belmonte, who is the director of mutuals at the IRB, was likely going to be the arbiter in that case. So you again recess on Friday, you get to this morning, and at the top of the morning, everyone has agreed to everything, deal is signed, live racing should begin at Arlington on July 23rd. The reaction that I've gotten a lot over the last week, and, and you follow this much more closely than I am, you're, you're in the middle of this, is they, people are so frustrated with Churchill Downs that, that they didn't even care if they got a deal done for this uh, short stretch here in 2020. And uh, there's going to be no purse. The races are going to stink in 2020. It doesn't even matter. Uh, What do you say to those people? Well, no one, one of the things that came out is that no one said anything otherwise about the fact that earlier this month, Arlington said said a statement that said that the purse sizes were going to be 130,000 for the, for 2020 and 150,000 for 2021. I don't think that's Trump change. I, I know it's not exactly what the ITHA was asking for, but at the same time, it's at least regionally competitive. I understand the frustration, I think, that comes with Churchill Downs owning Arlington Park. And it again, it dates back to their decision not to seek a Racino license and only apply for the sports betting. And also the fact they haven't committed to live racing beyond 2021 and those and those factors mean something to to the people of Arlington and rightfully so with Chris Altruda this is Joe Ostrowski sports radio 670 the score we did get uh, official news from Arlington there will be races this year and there will be races next year as well and uh something you just hit on there they applied for that sports betting license and this was back in March they do not have a license yet but they applied for it and uh, like you also just mentioned, uh, not in on the Ricino, even though they asked for it for a very long time. Rivers Casino right down the road, 17 miles away. So what do you think is going to happen? Are, are they going to be in on this uh, uh, sports betting? Is that going to be taking place at Arlington? I think so. I mean, everything's in place for Arlington to have sports betting when you factor in that the mobile app that they will likely use is Bet America, which you know, tech, you know, doesn't compete against Bet Rivers per se. At the same time, it's just two, it's two sources, two revenue streams that go to the same end in terms of CDI. So I do believe there's going to be a sports betting license at Arlington, whether or not, you know, it it happens right away is another matter to be discussed. I think, I think Rivers is doing itself as best it can to situate itself as a dominant player. When you look at the fact that Waukegan is also in play for them, but I think Arlington Park will get a sports betting license at some point. And I think by the end of the year, that would be my best timeline guess. Now it, it, hap- it has to be on a Thursday, right? We'll get, the- <laughs> because everything <laughs> seems to happen on a Thursday. Uh, one Thursday, we're talking about the, the seven casinos approved for sports betting licenses. And if you've been following this closely, I'm referencing that because everything seems to happen on a Thursday. And then the next Thursday, you have rivers, uh, betrivers.com launching. Uh, w- what did you think of the, the rollout for the first mobile online betting in Illinois? I, I signed up fairly quickly i 
admittedly screwed up on my end because I actually tried using my rush rewards and I think I like ham fisted it somehow. So I actually had to walk through it with, with a customer service person. But I mean, it was rather fast. It was, you know, easy to set up from there. Every time I've used it personally, I've, I used a two factor authentic authentication code and every email has been timely in that regard. So in terms of a rollout, it seems fairly smooth. There's a couple anecdotes of, people close to the border who might be having a little bit of issues with it right now. But I think at the same time as the geolocation services refine the borderline, I think that issue will take care of itself. But I think so far in terms of lines and just overall feel and use, I think it's gone as well as could be expected for them. Uh, Ideally, they wanted to have the iOS app available, and that's going to be, according to them, a couple of more weeks. Maybe I'm not following it. Um, in every state, maybe this is the norm now, Chris, but I was surprised that uh, they believed starting today that they would be taking credit cards. I don't know too much about the ins and outs of that. Uh, That does surprise me a little bit. I'm also not fully vested on the laws regarding the credit card because I know in some states that is a point of contention and a few states have actually outlawed that or made it illegal. So it's something to look look at going forward and see how it works and see if anything and if there's any blowback from it. Mm-hmm. But it it is to me surprising a little bit that they do accept credit cards. Yeah. I, what, I'm just, you know, when you go out to Vegas or you bring up credit cards to any bookmaker out at a casino out there, they look at like look at you like you're crazy, like you have six heads. Like wh- what are you talking about credit cards? No, that's 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 not a thing. That's not something we're going to do. I thought they would just go as far as the the online banking and PayPal, but uh I mean, we know this. People can get into a, a lot of trouble here uh with the credit cards. Right. And that and that is that is an obvious point of concern. And like I said, I really think it's something that will be examined closely in the months as as more casinos come online, whether it be through mobile or at some point when we hit phase five of Restored Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what's going to ha- what's going to happen there? Are uh, people I know you're getting the question a lot. I think you, you mentioned it in one of your stories just a about the casino, we see our neighbors over in Indiana. They're open a week ago, and people have... You were there, too, right? Uh, what was right. that like? It, it was interesting. I, I went to three different casinos along the northwest Indiana, and then I also ventured into Four Winds in Michigan because I was curious to see if there were any notable differences in terms of a tribal casino as opposed to what a state a state casino could do in terms of the protocols. I mean, it's granted Indiana, Michigan are different states, but I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I thought one, to me, the only real hang up in terms of just people. And, you know, it's not a statement on any specific person because everyone has their own limits, so to speak. But craps was the only one, the only thing that gave me real pause. And it has nothing to do with the casinos. It has nothing to do with the social distancing rules because the limit is six players and the players are, are properly distanced around the table. It's when you add in the employees at the craps table, it winds up becoming 10 people. And it's just something that, you know, for me at least just gave me mental pause to think about. Like blackjack tables are at 50%. So, I mean, you only have three people at a table. That's kind of manageable. 
and you only have one employee, four people total. Again, kind of manageable. But the craps one was the one that stood out. I think every casino I went to, I think the employees were doing as best they could given the situation. I mean, I, I believe Ameristar had the created pathways because they have wide walkways around. I horseshoe, I mean, every, every employee, if you held eye contact, you were greeted warmly. I thought Blue Chip was the most proactive one based on their, on their layout in terms of really setting to social distancing guidelines. I mean, there were some banks of slot machines that were five wide that had three of them shut off. There were some entire banks of wall-mounted slot machines that were removed. And I know part of that is just because of the sheer number of slot machines you can have in a given space as part of the guidelines, but it was still impressive to see like such a noticeable action taken in that regard. With Pritzker going through with the executive order, I just assumed that Illinois casinos aren't going to open until there's a vaccine. You think I'm off base? I... <clears throat> I would not be surprised if that is the eventual outcome, given his conservative nature and deliberate process in this, which has kind of borne itself out to be the correct process at every turn. I think there will be some push if they do get to phase five and there's no vaccine that you can open at maybe 25 percent capacity like the restaurants are slated to do now or in or this week. I think that will be you know, an interesting testing ground to see what kind of pull there is among the casinos if they do have his ear. But that also depends on the number of licenses, the number of mobile sports betting licenses that get approved. If the IGB approves the other six remaining casinos that have been that have been given a sports wagering license, maybe that push isn't as isn't as hard. So mm-hmm. I think there are a couple of factors at play, one being the licenses and two, whether or not the 25% capacity is viable in that regard. Chris, I see you tweeting about soccer, so I, I know absolutely <laughs> nothing. So I, I've got to follow up with some questions here. Now, now, first off, I was looking at the numbers at uh, Bet Rivers, and over the weekend, the highest handle was soccer, if you combine all the leagues, at 43%. On Sunday alone, uh, 56% of the bets or soccer, golf second at around 35%, and then baseball down at 7%. Uh, what's your mm-hmm. league? I, I am a Premier League person. One, I still do previews somewhere uh, for a few other people. And it's the Premier League has gained a foothold here in the country in the last four or five years. There is a rather robust soccer following in the city because you have a very – large Latin American population and Hispanic population. And, you know, Mexico is, is a strong draw, but it also filters down to the clubs. And the Premier League is, you know, it, in addition to being, you know, a sport, it's also an event. I mean, there's, it's, it's a great way to wake up Saturday and Sunday mornings. And there's a good number of high-quality players in that league. They're known at the club level. They're also known at the international level. So betting on them, there is a, there is a knowledge base for fans to make wagers on the premier league and La Liga. When you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. Premier league, obviously uh, the most popular of all the soccer leagues, uh, it, it, the legal sports wagering that was going on in <laughs> Illinois 
over the weekend. Is there a match that you're interested in tomorrow or a couple of days from now? Um, that's that's a really good question. Let me pull up the schedule real quick. Um, it was actually funny. I had my first legitimate bad beat today with the Man City game because <laughs> I, I like it was funny because you know the individual bets in that game weren't all that great. Like you know, Man City on the money line to win that game was minus seven hundred. And even Sergio Aguero to score a goal was somewhere in the neighborhood of minus 150. So after scouting around, I, par- I put together a parlay of Man City winning, Burnley not scoring, and Aguero scoring a goal at any point during the match. And, you know, I'm you know, writing up the Arlington Park story, and it's 2 nothing. I'm saying to myself, all right, this is fine. And Aguero drew a penalty after, you know, VAR, re- VAR called it a penalty. And I watch him hobble off the field because he twisted his ankle on the play. And I'm just like... <laughs> I just like just shook my head. I'm like, really? <laughs> but um, this week, um, actually Wednesday, will Man United Sheffield United game will be a fun one to watch. It'll be tough in terms of betting because Sheffield's a very good team on the road and they're very tight defensively and they're also coming off a loss. And you know, Manchester, you know, Old Trafford still has some pull for Manchester United, so I think that's an exciting game to watch. But again, tough to bet on. Uh, tomorrow, you have the London Derby with Tottenham Hotspur and West Ham, and you know Tottenham should be good for a win or a draw at home, and and also just London in terms of talent gap there. So there's and the good thing about the Premier League, and this is something that we noticed when they announced their calendar, is there's practically a game every day between now and July 4th, yeah. which means you're going to get that constant attention and, and get those eyeballs for betting. In that regard, so in that, in that sense, they did a good job reconstructing their schedule to what they call their run into the end of the season. Awesome, good stuff, Chris Altruda. Uh, check out his column today on Arlington Park SportsHandle.com and follow him on Twitter at Altruda73. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thanks, Joe. Talk to you soon. Uh, there's Chris Altruda. Some good information there, even in soccer. I got you a couple bets. If you aren't interested in Arlington Park and the news of the day or what's going on with uh, legalized sports betting, the legalized version in Illinois. All right. Coming up next, uh, we'll be a a little bit tardy, but we're going to get to the early odds segment. We do this every single night. It's usually around 820, but I was late to the segment. Then I had Chris jumping on. But I'm going to talk to a bookmaker out in Las Vegas. And he specializes in horse racing. We'll find out how the books did with the Belmont Stakes over the weekend with my buddy Dwayne Colucci. He joins me next. This is Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.